dropped off a pretty little girl same grade as me Tried to kiss her once in the aisle of the bus She walked right over me Face down From How to Barbecue Wright Studios in Hernando, Mississippi Rooster Production brings you Under the Water Tower Presented by Team Couch of Birch Realty Group And now, here are your hosts Matt Crane and Derek Biglane. Good morning, Matt. Morning, Derek. Today is Tuesday, hot Tuesday. Uh, looks like the heat is coming back. So another second round of uh, that 105, 110 degree heat index. Really looking forward to the sticky August Mississippi. Well, that Derek, that's typically how it works. You know, these kids uh, have to ride the buses and stuff like that. Got to drop the <laughs> windows. Uh, that's kind of a joke right there for uh, I own a school bus company in Memphis, and we are battling that right now, Derek. You'd be surprised how many uh, drivers do not want to drive a bus that doesn't have air conditioner. So, I mean, the morning, maybe not too that. bad. That, that 2.30, 3 o'clock pickup is probably pretty miserable. I, the morning, I can imagine. But I, mean, I am laughing, though. I had a lady uh, book a trip through me just the other day, and I said, hey, well, sure, we can handle it, but we, you know, our buses don't have any air conditioner and she quickly responded back with I didn't know buses had air conditioners so I was like okay well if you're good with it we're good with it so uh, she, I was like you know people that are you know my age and your age we never had AC on buses no, uh, no. many many a bus ride to uh, football games and baseball games with the uh, you know windows down or windows up based off of what the temperature just was just awful awful smells like I can start remembering <laughs> just remember they just watch on the bus and like oh my god well not our longest show here on the UTW podcast but we're going to give you as much as we can today uh, talk a lot about county stuff talk about some different things but before we get started want to recognize our 2021 presenting sponsor Team Couch of Birch Realty Group Team Couch of Birch Realty Group possesses over 65 years of combined real estate experience they're the number one team for well over a decade in the DeSoto County market when it comes to residential real estate. They are ranked as a top team in Mississippi by America's Best Real Estate Professionals magazine. They are full-time full-service realtors which means they are available to you when you need them. They are currently offering a free, no-obligation market analysis. That's a simple, free, no-obligation market analysis to learn the value of your home, value of your neighborhood, the value of your zip code. Brian and Terry and their team can tell you all about that based off just your address. Give them a call today at 662-449-1700. That's 662-449-1700. Or find them at teamcouch.com. That's teamcouch.com. As I say each week, do not go into this very hot DeSoto County real estate market alone. Whether you're selling or buying, this is the time to work with a realtor so they can help you with multiple offers. They can help you with closing attorneys, all those different things. You don't want to go into it by yourself. Give Brian and Terry a call at 662-449-1700. Podcast brought to you from the How to Barbecue Right Shop Studios. How to Barbecue Right Shop located right here in Hernando, right off Memphis Street. This store has everything anyone needs for barbecue, crawfish, and all other kinds of outdoor cooking. Whether it's rubs, sauces, thermometers, cast iron, cutting boards, knives, or really cool high-end smokers, Malcolm's Shop is your place. If you've ever seen his How to Barbecue Right cooking videos, you need to stop by his shop today. You can find him on Facebook at H2Q Malcolm Shop. That's H2Q Malcolm Shop. Give him a call at 662-912-9947. That's 662-912-9947. But the best thing to do is to visit the How to Barbecue Right shop located right off Memphis Street in Hernando. Thank you to Malcolm and Rochelle for being our 2021 studio sponsors. 
We start every Tuesday show now with our word from the weekend. I went first last time. Simple word from the weekend. Give us a topic. Yours is what? Uh, my word from this weekend, Matt, is the Ocho. The Ocho, which uh, you explain. Go ahead. The ESPN, once a year during the summer, right before football kicks off, ESPN likes to kind of take the spoof off of the Dodgeball movie. Those of y'all that are familiar with the Dodgeball movie, they actually kind of made fun of ESPN. This is probably right about the same time ESPN2 came out. They came up with ESPN The Ocho to cover the dodgeball tournament. Made a big spoof. Um, Jason Bateman uh, was you know, just a, a fantastic character on there. Uh, the other announcer was Cotton. Uh, and so just a great, if you haven't seen the movie, I, I do encourage you to sit, watch the movie. However, uh, so ESPN, the real ESPN, took that, uh, found it funny, and decided that, you know what, that's a, you know, dodgeball being kind of an, an offshoot sport. We're going to do our own channel. We're going to call ourselves the Ocho for you know, about a 24 to 48 hour time period once a year. And so they, they you know, kind of showed the most unique sports. And so this weekend it was on. I think it started sometime Friday night, lasted till Saturday night. Sat there, man, and watched. Um, man, I watched rock skipping. Of course, they have cornhole, which you can actually find throughout the year. Cornhole is a major sport now. Yeah, major sport now. But um, they had some cornhole. They had pinball. Okay. It was a 30-minute segment on pinball. Right. And then my favorite probably was the cow chip throwing contest. Which, which cow chip simply means uh, it's hardened. It's hardened cow dung. Yeah, hardened cow manure. <laughs> They take the they take the hard manure and see who could throw it the farthest. The guy who won threw it 162 feet. Did it with his first toss. Said that after he threw it, could no longer feel his hand because he had literally thrown his arm out on the first throw. Sure, yeah. But it was enough. I, thought, I think they got like four or five throws. But it was enough off his first throw to win it. But again, just really unique. And you know, just kind of watching this, and you're kind of looking at yourself like. Oh my God, I could have played pinball and been on ESPN, or I could have done this and been on ESPN. Just absolutely crazy. I love that they do it. I love that they just, you know, went full force into it off of what, you know, somebody making fun of them. They just kind of turned it around and took it and used it to show unusual sports and get some unusual people on TV. You know, in, in between grass cutting and stuff on Saturday, I watched the Ocho. I'm glad they commit to it once a year. They didn't do what ESPN can do and just kind of wear something out. You know, I'll have a permanent well, yeah, yeah, Ocho channel like yeah. that. So I'm really glad they didn't do that. It keeps the novelty of it pretty neat. I told you whenever you told me what your word was going to be, I watched the uh, basically freeze tag competition. Mm -hmm. They have a thing set up and, you know, people run around and chase oh, uh, ch chase tag. Chase tag is what it was. So, um, very interesting group playing yeah, chase tag. I'll, I'll, okay. I'll, I'll just leave it at that. Look, everybody everybody played tag. I'll just leave it kind of that, but a very interesting group still playing uh, chase tag in their 20s or 30s <laughs> professionally. But anyway, my word is pretty simple. That's two words, actually. Something I, uh, over the weekend, uh, my word's going to be Louisiana boy. And what I mean by that is fairly simple. Peyton Manning went into the Pro Football Hall of Fame, actually enshrined or invited by his dad, uh, you know, to do that, which was pretty amazing. The reason I say that, I grew up in Louisiana. I grew up about six 65 miles north of New Orleans. Uh, the Mannings are, uh, you know, just as much as their football royalty. Uh, they're definitely kind of royalty in the state of Louisiana for sure. Uh, legends in the area, uh, both all three sons, obviously Archie. When my dad was, you know, in, in the 70s and stuff like that, my dad watched the Saints games and everything. Um, you know, was a, was an Archie Manning fan, respected his game and all that kind of stuff. Just wish the Saints could have been a lot better. But if you haven't seen Peyton's speech from Sunday, you definitely want to look it up, listen to it, show your kids. Peyton Manning is a classy, classy guy. And uh, like I said, over the weekend, very proud to be from Louisiana. You know, so Louisiana boy is going to be my word from the weekend. Very proud of him, proud, proud of the whole family. People can hate on him all they want to. Don't like Peyton Manning, Eli Manning, whatever. But the Manning family is uh, pretty classy. So just that's a good one uh, to, to, for the weekend. 
Yeah, Bo and I sat there and watched it last night. Uh, we watched, I think, five of the seven that were inducted. And he went. He did, wanted to go third. He did not want it to end with him. He didn't want to you know, take too much spotlight. So he went third and gave an absolutely fantastic yeah. speech. One of the best Hall of Fame speeches I've seen. Uh, just uh, really kind of made some jokes at the beginning. Of course, he's an outstanding speaker. And then finished it with just an impassioned speech about the joys of football and how we have to keep the game going. Uh, you know, even with all the people, you know, saying about the – you know, the head traumas and all this kind of stuff, find a way to keep it going because if they don't do that, then they're not being the ambassadors for the game that they should be. So just a great speech. Well, I mean, good point by Peyton Manning. Uh, he's sitting around guys that between all the Hall of Fame people, all the different former teammates, we're talking about billions of dollars sitting around him, and you made that, you became that through football. So why are we not out there pushing the love of football, pushing the great things that come from football? Again, the uh, bus rides. You know, we talk about the bus rides, the camaraderie, the uh, locker room stuff, getting to know people, getting opportunities to put yourself out there, you know, and grow friendships and all that kind of stuff. And that's what he was talking about. So go listen to the speech. I think he did a really good job. I did like the fact that they only gave him a certain amount of time. Probably should have done that years ago <laughs> yeah. uh, for sure. You know, like I said, he, he made a joke about Ray Lewis continuing on uh, from his speech set from three years ago. So just, you know, anyway, Louisiana boy is going to be my word from the weekend. And if you ever see ESPN Ocho, as Derek mentioned, it's pretty neat to look up and, like you said, rock skipping and different things that you know normal people can do which was pretty cool so yeah. well Derek before we start talking about kind of our meat of our show uh, this first segment of uh, the uh, you know county schools some county news all that kind of stuff overwhelming number of people stopped me talked to me texted me called me asked me questions about our show from last Friday again the title speaks volumes crickets in the Alderman meeting mm -hmm. go watch the YouTube video go watch the, the Alderman meeting I would gamble that uh, this is probably one of the most watched ones I've ever had because yeah. people want to see what's going on, what does this mean, what this look like. And it was about an hour. The last hour of last week's meeting was very interesting. And uh, so a number of people stopped me, wanted to talk about it, different things, uh, just had you know concerns about what was going on. And I think that you'll see some more you know coming up from that meeting. Talked to several aldermen, and you know they're, they're going to continue to work, trying to make the city better. And so we'll see what comes from it. Uh, they all agree it was a bad look. Probably comes a lot from the inexperience, only being their third meeting. So we'll see what goes from there. But it, it was, and I also got – you know, several comments about it. And, and we do encourage, again, it, the next meeting is next Tuesday, a week from today. Uh, we do encourage you. It's on YouTube. You can find it anywhere. They do a great job. Uh, so watch last week's meeting to kind of educate yourself. And again, um, if you're new to the town, uh, you know, talk with people about, you know, some of the issues that may have been, you know, with the city over the last five or 10 years. Because I think a lot of people, you know, kind of spout off about this and that. And I, you know, really educate yourself uh, on the city, on what's happened, on some of the issues. Because what, you know, if you go, and again, I try to go online. I do have to go online trying to make sure that we're not missing any news. Uh, but when I go online, there's a lot of people saying the same things over and over again. Uh, and I think a lot of the people have misinformation. Uh, a lot of people, you know, maybe say something that has been said 15 times they don't take the time to look elsewhere that that question's already been answered so there's a lot of that Matt and uh, I hope that again watch it yourself get form your own opinion you know educate yourself on, on what the city's done in the past and uh, just you know looking forward to seeing how they you know kind of go forward with the next meeting yeah and before we move forward speaking of educating yourself informative making decisions, that type of stuff, Derek. We're going to sit down on Thursday morning, this coming Thursday morning. We're going to sit down for an interview with Chip Johnson. We have been begging for questions for the last two weeks. We've been asking you to send in or email questions under the water tower info at gmail.com. That's under the water tower info at gmail.com. For any questions you might have for Chip, obviously Derek and I will go through those, typically about the future of Hernando. Those type things are what we're most interested in. So under the water tower info at gmail.com, we do sit down with him this coming Thursday 
Thursday, but that will air as our Tuesday show. So we'll we'll update or we'll uh, preview the Alderman meeting from next week on next Tuesday show, and then we'll include the interview with the mayor, which he agreed to do uh, probably four to six times a year. He's going to come mm-hmm. on, sit down with us, Chip Johnson's voice, answer questions, and you're not just hearing it from hearsay. So excited about that coming up th- next Tuesday. Well, Derek, let's move on. A little bit of sad news here for the good old-fashioned snow days. Tell us about that from the DeSoto County Schools coming out of last week's meeting. All right, so last week's meeting, again, we try to cover things that you – know, some of those meetings can get bogged down. A lot of it is just, you know, having to do uh, just kind of, you know, backroom stuff and trying to make sure that the schools keep running. There's a lot of decisions to be made. Uh, but the, uh, one of the policy changes, and this is something that we wanted to highlight, one of the policy changes this year is that if there is a some type of a weather-related or another emergency reason and school would have to be closed, that the school board voted to amend the board policy regarding the emergency closings and adopted a policy defining virtual learning days. In other words, if it looks like there's going to be a snow day the next day or for a couple days, if you remember last year, we had a whole week. You know, if something like that's going to happen or maybe there's a school-wide shutdown and they have enough time, if the teachers get the information, the principals get the information out to the parents uh, before the end of the school day, the next day will be declared a virtual learning day and instruction by virtual means will take place for the otherwise missed day. So in other words, you know, you might not have a snow day. Remember that they usually build in one or two snow days, and I'm not saying they still won't take those, but if it looks like it's going to be a week, if it looks like it's going to be maybe multiple sections of snow days, or again, if there's a COVID-related shutdown for some reason, you know, the teachers will no longer have to try to build those in at the end of the year. They're going to announce it before the end of school. Hey, tomorrow's going to be a virtual learning day. The next or the next two days will be a virtual learning days. Make sure you bring your computers home. Make sure you're online. We're going to, it's going to be just like it was in-person learning, so you're going to be responsible for the work. You're going to have to tune in. The teacher's going to want to see your face. And so this is something that has not been ever mandated as policy. Uh, it will be mandated as policy going forward. So it says, you know, unforeseen circumstances, extreme weather, pandemics, illness, damage to a school, water crisis, etc. Instead of the kids staying home, maybe playing outside, maybe playing video games or something like that, they will be in class. They will be counted absent. So this is something that it is new. And the Mississippi State Board of Education recommended the policy changes, and the DCS board waived the typical two-day reading requirement before board policy went into effect. So this board policy is recommended by State Board Policy 9.3. So this is coming from the Mississippi State Board of Education. And so they're asking that, and they went ahead and waived the two-day reading to go ahead since school started the day they held this meeting. They waived the two-day policy just in case something had happened. And so it is in effect for the 2021-2022 school year. So kids, I'm sorry. Not saying you may not get one snow day or something like that, but you know, for having a whole week out or something like that, you'll be have to be in, in class. So basically just saying, hey, if we make the announced at three o'clock four o'clock the previous day or we know about ice or snow or storms or something like that we can go ahead and alleviate that the uh, 4 30 5 o'clock waiting for parents right. to sit there waiting for the people to drive the roads and stuff like that they go ahead and announce that as a virtual day and it's more organized and, and able so that's pretty interesting mm-hmm. yeah yes. I, I, think, I think it's a great idea and, and again it kind of hopefully takes away some of the guesswork and at the same time they don't have to say okay we're taking away your Easter Monday or we're taking away your spring break day or we're adding two more days at the end of the year. No, we're just going to call it a virtual day and move on. Sounds good. Well, that's, uh, you know, it's 2021, Derek. We're learning stuff, uh, you, know, you know, what DCS is having to do and react. You know, appreciate all that DCS is doing. Uh, Derek, you and I, uh, you know, pay attention to Shelby County and all the kind of stuff that they deal with. I think we're in uh, much better hands than just the county to the north when it comes to these schools and caring about the kids and all that kind of stuff. I'd put our administrators and our leaders at DCS uh, against anybody when it comes to that, for sure. I agree. Completely agree. 
Well, something else that happened over the weekend, Derek, not school related, of course, but again, we're talking about county stuff. Uh, Michael Lee, friend of the podcast, Michael Lee, who sat down with us uh, about six or seven months ago uh, to visit about different projects here. Uh, he is a county supervisor. He's This area is a part of Hernando's county supervisor. He went ahead and announced, Derek, in 2023, he will be seeking a new position. So he got a, quite an early jump on the election in 2023. What position will he be pursuing? Matt, he's going for sheriff. Okay. Uh, going for county. County Sheriff. Now, this is something I know. This is 2021. Uh, Michael Lee went ahead, as you said, announced two years early that he will be running for sheriff. Um, this is, I guess, to kind of get his name out there, start his fundraising. He held an event at Saturday night. And again, you know, we'll, we'll do our best to cover uh, all of people that are in local elections that do announce. This is not, I mean, we're not going to sit here. I mean, it has a, a, a pretty good press release that he did uh, online. Not going to be going through the whole thing, but we are making it aware that people are starting to announce for countywide positions that may, you know, that won't be to another two years. So, uh, you know, again, Michael Lee, as you said, is a supervisor. I would assume if he became sheriff, that he may look to give that role up. I'm not. He didn't say that either way. Um, and, and this is not. This is not in any way an endorsement or anything like that. That's for what us. we're saying. Yeah, we're yeah, going to cover course. everybody. This is us saying. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Everybody that announces, we're going to cover just because. Again, you have got two years to think about this, but he is the first person, and it is sure. early. Absolutely. Um, so, not, I do expect to have more candidates running for the sheriff's position and other other countywide positions but again he is the first one to make it so uh, just making you aware that if that is your supervisor this is something he's talking about and there may be you know uh, a seat somebody running for that seat you know two years from now so we'll see uh but again i thought it was uh just unusual to see somebody come out two years early uh but at the same time it is county news and so we'll talk about it here we thought we'd mention that i saw it come across uh, on facebook uh that michael lee was announcing for uh, to run for sheriff in 2023 and that's the actual when the election is it's in 2023 and, again, and we will have him on here now he's got background information in a release we're not gonna go into all that right now at some point We'll have the sheriffs, you know, running when they're running a couple years from now. We'll talk about that. Uh, he does have a background uh, with law enforcement, yeah. uh, so you know, again, find the press release, go into that. Uh, but it is something that did make the news, and we want to make sure that we at least touched on it here. Derek, something else that's making news or something else that's actually uh, not necessarily making news, but a lot of our listeners may be interested in for their kids or, or for themselves, has to do with the library, local library here in Hernando and across the entire county. You're involved with the library system on the board. So mm -hmm. tell us all about that. All right, so during COVID, the library system, like a lot of other places, you know, they just shut down for a while. And then after that, they actually um, did reduce their hours, both because of manpower issues uh, and also to try to prevent you know, any more spread of the uh, coronavirus. Well, now they have gone back to basically, quote unquote, normal hours. Now, this is all across the county. So all the libraries now have uh, increased their hours uh, back to pre-pandemic times. Um, and But the one that I want to make sure we cover under the water tower on our podcast is the Hernando Library. The Hernando Library, which is the first regional library headquarters, is now open from 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. Monday through Thursday. Again, 9 a.m., 7 p.m. Monday through Thursday, from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. on Friday, and Saturday from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. So that's going to be a total of 55 operating hours during the week. So again, 9 to 7 Monday through Thursday, 9 to 5 on Friday, and 10 to 5 on Saturday. So if you were using the library before, they have the computers that you can still go in there and use. They have Wi-Fi. They have the Wi-Fi. You, know, you can actually sit in the parking lot and use it if you need to. Uh, it is that strong. You'll be able to check out books, movies, and, and all those things. You can rent out the meeting room on the second floor. Uh, that is all back open now. So I just want to make sure everybody was aware of that. 55 hours available to the listeners of the UTW podcast, available to the residents of, of DeSoto County. They're at the, at the library. I'm glad that they're getting back to that, Derek. That's, uh, you know, it's 
certainly time to get back to to that. And a lot of people use it as as such a good resource. Like you said, internet, use their computers, all that kind of stuff. So thank you for serving on their board. I know that's been kind of eye-opening to you and something that's been very interesting to you for the last several years. So uh, thank you to the library employees. Thank you for the uh, First Regional Library for continuing to be such a big part of DeSoto County. We definitely appreciate that. Speaking of a big part of DeSoto County and right here under the water tower, if your business or your residence is in need of anything outdoors, now's a great time to contact Williams Services. Williams Services is a veteran-owned and operated business with years of experience in lawn care, landscaping, mulching, and so much more. Owner Richard Williams and his team can assist you with a multitude of outdoor home needs. Whether it's leaf removal, tree trimming, fall cleanups, anything on the outside of your home or business, you want to reach out to Richard to let him help. You can give him a call at 662-292-8855. That's 662-292-8855. Or you can learn more about Williams Services at Williams Lawn Services on Facebook. Again, Williams Lawn Services. Give Richard and his team a call today to see the numerous ways that they can help you with your home or business. DeSoto Family Dental Care has been a presence under the water tower with over 60 years of combined dental experience. Dr. Seymour, Dr. Paroli, and Dr. Trotter are committed to providing a gentle and caring approach while focusing on the aesthetic beauty and long-lasting health of your smile. The practice is open Monday through Friday, providing hygiene appointments and general dentistry, including implants and implant-supported dentures, as well as Invisalign. DFDC makes use of modern technology such as digital scanning, intraoral cameras, digital x-rays, and autoclave sterilization. An in-house lab allows your dentist to be fully involved in the lab process and the end result. The office is designed to provide a safe, comfortable, and relaxing atmosphere for their patients. You can be confident that the goal of each staff member is to create a comfortable environment to provide you with relaxing, personalized dental care. Visit their office today to see the difference and give them a call at 662-429-5239. Again, 662-429-5239. Podcast brought to you by North Mississippi Dumpsters. North Mississippi Dumpsters is a local small business offering service seven days a week. They currently service DeSoto, Marshall, Tate, and Tunica counties. They carry 13 and 20 yard roll-off dumpsters that are carefully loaded and unloaded as to not cause any damage to your driveway. Their dumpsters are in good conditions so as to not be an eyesore in your driveway. Reach out to Joe and his team today at 901-299-0916. That's 901-299-0916. But they love to keep growing their website, DeSotoDumpsters.com. You can find information about the pricing. You can book a dumpster. All those different things that you can call Joe about, you can do right there on the website. Please go to their website, DeSotoDumpsters.com. Anything you need about this company, that's where you can find it. North Mississippi Dumpsters, again, DeSotoDumpsters.com. Since 2001, Green King Spray Services has been helping home and business owners enjoy lush, healthy, weed-free outdoor living spaces. They refuse to settle for the status quo, continuously researching and testing the very latest methods, products, and strategies to ensure your lawn looks better than the other guys. With technicians trained and educated, with hours of continuing education and seminars each year, Green King is committed to doing everything they can to make and keep you satisfied. You can reach them at 662-892-8419. Again, 662-892-8419. Or visit them on their website at greenkingspray.com. Remember, if you want it green, 
Call the King. Well, it's Tuesday on the UTW Podcast, and that means the DeSoto County Fact of the Week. DeSoto County Fact of the Week is provided to us each week by the DeSoto County Museum. DeSoto County Museum is located right across the street from Bancorp South on Commerce Street right here in Hernando. They are open from 9 to 5. Tuesday through Saturday, that's 9 to 5, Tuesday through Saturday, and Rob Long and his team would love to show you around the DeSoto County Museum, all the different exhibits, all the wonderful memorabilia, and all the things from the past here in DeSoto County. Rob and his team can walk you through it. You can do a guided tour, or you can just walk around for yourself. Entirely up to you. 9 to 5, Tuesday through Saturday, right here in Hernando. Derek, the DeSoto County Fact of the Week this week is not that old, but very interesting. What you got? Well, the fact is not that old, but the actual site is (laughs) a lot older than anything we've talked about. Hernando de Soto, of course, that's the name of our town is Hernando. The county that we're in is de Soto, named after his entire name. Actually, and the reason for the fact where we are and why we're named that is because it is believed and now pretty much proven that Hernando de Soto found the Mississippi River in our county, uh, in our county. And so what the fact of the week this week is, is that in 1541, Hernando de Soto mentions in his diary about uncovering the ancient Native American village he called Keys Keys. It's spelled quiz quiz, but pronounced Keys Keys. Prior to 2005, it was only speculation that de Soto discovered the Mississippi River here. Dr. David Dye, an archaeologist credited with research and discovery of this archaeological find in 2005, pretty much proved the fact that he did go through DeSoto County and found the Mississippi River in our county area, some, somewhere around Walls. Uh, what's important is is that when they were di- when they were building what was then called the DeSoto West Elementary School. Uh, now known as Lake Cormorant Elementary School, but at the time it was being built, it was DeSoto West. Back in 2005, they started finding Indian artifacts, bodies uh, were, were being uncovered while, during the building of the school. And of course, as soon as you find anything like that, of course, all construction stops, halted, uh, and they brought Dr. David Dye down here, and he pretty much went through everything, started collecting things, and basically declared that this was the ancient city of Keys Keys. And with that, the city being right here in Walls, uh, that uh, the fact that you know Hernando de Soto mentioned that in his diary, and so yes, you know again we don't have an actual point where he stepped in the river in DeSoto County, but the fact that Keys Keys is right there in Walls, you know just a, a couple miles from the Mississippi River, then he'd probably find the river right uh, in that area, and so that's what was uh, discovered and basically announced in 2005, solidifies the fact that we are Hernando City in DeSoto County, uh, because of his passing, he bringing the conquistadors through the area uh, in 1540. To discover the Mississippi River. And let's not forget, Derek, the Mississippi River, as it once flowed, has been changed up and down from Minnesota all the way to yes. New Orleans or down, you know, South Louisiana by the uh, Corps of Engineers. And, and it's amazing that human beings feel like how we can shape, <laughs> shape things uh, the way we do and, and how the Corps of Engineers for the United States government has worked with the, the river and moved things a different way. So it's not where it once was, uh, but what a neat fact right there. I mean, that's got to be pretty. Uh, imagine being the guy that's doing a little digging and all of a sudden you've got the big backhoe you're like hey whoa that was a skull hold on now wait a minute okay all right let's you know cancel that for a little while and see what's going on but what a neat fact and that's one of the facts that's some of the stuff that you can see at the DeSoto County Museum right here in Hernando such a jewel for Hernando such a jewel for DeSoto County the DeSoto County Museum nine to five Tuesday through Saturday right here across from Bank Corp South 
on Commerce Street in Hernando. If you've never visited it, it is a great place to take your kids. It's a great place to take people that come into town uh, so they can learn more about this wonderful town, this wonderful county that we live in uh, here in DeSoto County. So we really appreciate Rob and his team continuing to provide us with that. And Derek, speaking of a wonderful asset to Hernando, the Hernando Farmer's Market brings together the best of local food, artistry, and the agriculture traditions of the Mid-South. It's a place to shop. It's a place to gather. But most importantly, it's a rare chance to experience the simplicity of a Mississippi small town. It is truly a fresh, local experience. If you'd like to be a vendor at the Hernando Farmer's Market or for more information, you can always contact Gia Matheny, the Community Development Director, at 662-449-9092. That's 662-449-9092. The Hernando Farmer's Market takes place every Saturday from May 1st through October. They will also have a Christmas market, which we definitely will be talking about soon. And in 2020, the market had 70 plus vendors that did over $379,000 in sales right here at the Hernando Farmer's Market. It is an absolute asset to the city of Hernando. It is one of the best farmer's markets in the entire state. It's open from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m., every Saturday, May 1st through October. Again, 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. every Saturday. You definitely don't want to miss the Hernando Farmers Market. North Point Christian School, which starts classes today, and they continue to enroll for the 2021-2022 school year, and some grades are getting close to or at capacity. PK, JK, 3rd, 8th, and ninth grades are close to being full. Come and see why families in three states, 28 cities, and 41 zip codes have made North Point DeSoto County's largest and most desirable Christ-centered college preparatory school. North Point is honored to have been voted DeSoto's best middle school and DeSoto's best high school by the DeSoto Times-Tribune. Come and see why they have been voted best. Contact Sheila Sharon at 662-349-5127. Again, 662-349-5127. Or email her at s-s-h-e-r-o-n at ncstrojans.com and schedule your personal tour. Don't delay. Call today. Summer just flew by, Derek. I know North Point's excited to go back to school, start seeing a lot of different things on Instagram and stuff. So I think over 200 kids uh, are going to be going to North Point, more kids actually, new new families, uh, you know, giving North Point a try. And, uh, Derek, we, you and I joke all the time off air, but we, we definitely are glad to be a part of it and we think we might be the most important part of it. You know, that, that, that's – Oh, know. yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> all, all, all credit goes to – no, they're not saying uh, Yeah, they better not say that for real if you want uh, dinner tonight for sure. Well, look, even though we're starting school coming out of the summer, now's the time to start thinking about summer plans for 2022. That's how far in advance you want to get started. If you need help with your summer plans for 2022, it is a great time to call Sue Ellen and Ann Christopher with Magical Destinations of Hernando. Whether it's that trip to Disney World, Universal Studios, or that tropical getaway, these ladies can help you plan the trip of your dreams. They work to get you the best rates with headache-free planning. Magical Destinations is locally owned and operated right here under the water tower. Give them a call today to start planning your magical getaway. You can reach Sue Ellen and Ann Christopher at 662-469-6304. That's 662-469-6304. Or you can check them out on Facebook and Instagram at Magical Destinations Unlimited. That's Magical Destinations Unlimited on Facebook and Instagram. I know we're starting school, but now's the time to start thinking about summer plans for 2022. Reach out to Sue Ellen and Ann Christopher today. Magical Destinations of Hernando. 
Lauderdale Insurance Agency, your local state farm provider, is located at 11 West Commerce Street, directly across from the Hernando Post Office. Lauderdale Insurance is owned and operated by Sam Lauderdale, former alderman and local resident of Hernando. His team specializes in insurance for life, home, business, and auto. Mr. Sam encourages you to compare coverage, service, and price, but feels confident Lauderdale Insurance Agency should be your insurance provider. Please call Sam, Sherry, Angie, or Jennifer at 662-429-5213. Again, 662-429-5213. Or find them on Facebook at Lauderdale Insurance Agency. Thank you to all of our advertisers. We certainly appreciate you being a part of the UTW podcast. If you're interested in advertising with us as we begin football season, begin fall sports, talking about football, volleyball, basketball, all those different things that we talk about in the fall, it definitely is a great time to advertise with the UTW podcast. For more information or a packet about advertising with us, you can email us at underthewatertowerinfo at gmail.com. That's underthewatertowerinfo at gmail.com, which, Derek, happens to be the same email address. You can email all your questions for yes. a... <laughs> For uh, Mayor Chip got Johnson. Two days, two days. Exactly. Under the water tower info at gmail.com. Well, as I mentioned in the beginning of the show, not our longest show. We try to get as much information to you as I can, but Friday will be jam packed. Let me tell you why. We're going to consider Friday Trojan Friday. You had the opportunity to sit down over the weekend with the head coach of the North Point Trojans, Tyler Gold. So we'll, that'll be part of our Friday show. We're going to talk more about North Point, you know, last season, this coming season, returning starters, all that kind of stuff. Really going to be, again, no pun intended, a kickoff to our football. The reason we're doing North Point is fairly simple. They're a little bit ahead of the public schools uh, when it comes to jamborees and sports. When is, when's the jamboree? The jamboree is uh, this Saturday. Okay. And then their first regular season game will be next Friday the 20th. Where's the jamboree this Saturday? Jamboree this Saturday will be at North Point 6 p.m. 6 p.m. this Saturday. Your son will be the starting center for the Trojans. Going to have to see if we can get up there and, and do that. Who, who are we playing in the jamboree? Holly Springs. We're playing Holly Springs. Just, just those two go at it. No other teams coming. Yeah, come just in? It's, yeah. It's just like a, I don't know if they'll do a full game or maybe just a half. You okay. know, sort of, sort of thing, kind of controlled uh, scrimmage, and then we'll go from there. Just to get the practice before the uh, first game, which will be on the road at Jackson Christian next week. Okay, so at Jackson Christian next week. Of course, we're going to talk more about this on Friday, give you more in-depth stuff that we're going to talk about. Derek and I have decided to focus on these schools for the upcoming football season. We're going to be talking uh, all the time about North Point. We're going to talk about the Hernando Tigers, and we're going to talk about the Lewisburg Patriots. The reason being, the growth of our show, uh, continued numbers that we continue to see, is all about, again, under the water tower. Uh, Derek's children go to North Point. We've uh, continued to grow there. North Point works with us as an advertiser, and so we're going to continue to shine a light on them as well right up the get well corridor so this friday show will be considered trojan friday sit down with tyler gold interview looking forward to that and we will talk all about north point in the upcoming season with the trojans and so we really appreciate you tuning into our show today we certainly appreciate you tuning into our show this coming friday and again thank you to everyone that listened we had a great number of listens uh, for our last friday show all about the uh, alderman meeting Derek had numerous people mention to me that they really love the sound clips uh, that we included in there, <laughs> they thoroughly enjoyed that. They thought they thought that was quite a, a you know spoiler alert. Go listen to the sound clips that we did add. Uh, we felt like it added a lot to the show, and we definitely appreciate that. If you enjoy our show each and every Tuesday and Friday mornings, you definitely want to find us on Facebook at UTW Podcast, on Instagram at UTW Podcast, and on Twitter at UTW Pod. That's UTW Pod on Twitter. 
wherever you can hear our voice, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to our show, give us a five-star review. Let us know how we're doing. As we do every show, I want to encourage you to look for the OB Pod. OB Pod is a brother podcast, part of the Rooster Production team that we have. OB Pod covering Center Hill, Lewisburg, and Isla Branch, the eastern side of DeSoto County. OB Pod. All right, Matt, before we sign off, I want to bring something to your attention that you may have forgotten. Today, Matt, is our uh, one-year anniversary. One-year anniversary of the podcast. We started last year, uh, August 10th, 2020. Today will be our 98th episode. So we've done 98, quote-unquote, regular episodes. Right. yes. Along with the special interviews and stuff. I think we're pushing 115-ish. Sure. Um, but, yeah, 98th episode, so uh, happy anniversary. Well, we've had an opportunity to interview uh, all the Alderman candidates, the mayoral candidates. Uh, we interviewed um, Darren Musselwhite, Corey Osselton, Michael Lee. Yeah, we just mentioned a few minutes ago. Just There's different guests I'm, I'm, I'm leaving out, but just a, a great time that you and I have had. We've, we feel like we've gotten way better uh, at this. We feel like this is only the beginning. Um, we've definitely become a part of um, you know what's going on in, the, in you know in town. I mean, people people know what, what we're doing on our show. People are looking forward to our show when it comes to covering the different political stuff and sports stuff. So we can't thank you enough that way our, our advertisers our listeners our loyal listeners we really really appreciate uh, you guys even caring uh, one bit about what me and Derek have to think about certain things so uh, thank you to any of our listeners again just we look forward to this for many more years uh, and you know throughout the next year we're really looking forward to it see if we get another 100 shows under us uh, by this time next year but really looking forward to it Matt and uh, I'm looking forward to basically coming to y'all through your radios or however iPods however you listen to it each and every week uh, and just trying to give you the do the best job that we can to let you know what's going on under the water tower. Well, Derek, as we say each and every show for well over 100 times now, I'm Matt. And I'm Derek. Join us next time under the water tower. This is where we dropped off